Hi guys, Catherine and I are live from bed. Hi. If you've listened to a live from bed before, my incredible producer Catherine and I sit in bed, lay, and I'm like literally in a pillow palace right now. I'm not, there's no part of me that's sitting. And we just basically shoot the shit and talk about life and there'll be a lot of good conversations that we'll have. But mainly I have to tell you guys that we are taking a quick two-week break you know, I hate taking breaks because mm-hmm. I miss doing the show and I miss putting out new episodes and talking to you guys about the episodes. But we are going to record a bunch in those two weeks and we'll be back with a new season on the 29th, mm-hmm. March 29th. So just don't forget about us. In the meantime, we will be right back. But we thought that we'd go out with a bang with a live from bed. Yay. And needless to say, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, it just feels like I always say, doesn't the world feel weird right now? But I think we can all agree right now with Ukraine and Russia and the two-year anniversary of COVID. I mean, I don't need to list everything like mom wop. But like, <laughs> it's yeah. it's kind of crazy out there. So I, I just posted this on my story because, I mean, this woman wrote it. I can't take any credit. But it just really spoke to me, and I hope it'll speak to you. It says, I'm washing my face before bed while a country is on fire. It feels dumb to wash my face and dumb not to. It has never been this way, and it has always been this way. Someone has always clinked a cocktail glass in one hemisphere as someone loses a home in another. While someone falls in love in the same apartment building where someone grieves. The fact that suffering, mundanity, and beauty coincide is unbearable and remarkable. So... While we don't need to get into all the details of why everything's horrible and why everyone's, you know, breaking down, I think that you guys are here for, you know, a release and for a break. And that's what I'm here to offer you. So we're going to go about business as normal, as usual, as weird as it feels. But just know that our hearts are with you guys and as we all try to navigate this weird world. Mm. But we're going to give you guys a little relief from this time and... Talk about some other shit that's going on in our lives because the world doth keep turning. Yes, it does. You know? Yes, it doth. Okay, so I'm back from New York. I was in New York for six days. It was amazing, but I had to like squeeze seeing so many people into like a yeah. very short trip. So we really did, we didn't do New York for six days. We did New York for three ish days, mm-hmm. three and a half days, and then we did. Connecticut for two and a half days. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, because Dylan's new niece was born, and so we had to meet the baby in Connecticut. It's so tough. I had, when I was younger and I lived near my family, I had a friend who would travel home like for the holidays, and she didn't always have chan- like a chance to see us in her week that she was home. And I didn't really understand until I moved away. And like even when you have two weeks to like go visit, it goes so fast. You never feel like you have enough time with anyone anyone. Someone always feels slighted. Yes. It's impossible to squeeze everyone in. In reality, like the people that I love most sometimes don't get squeezed in. It has nothing to do with like how I said that to Dylan actually on the ride to Connecticut. I was like, it's really important that we remember this. Also, like going into our wedding, that if someone can't do something or like can't see you for a visit, like it's not personal at all. Right. You know, I mean, obviously there are extenuating circumstances where it is very personal. But, like, for the most part, it has nothing to do with how much I love you as a person. It's just, like, it's impossible because we also want time to just, like, roam around and, like, hop into a shop or, like, you know, just be free and, like, vacation. 
but we also wanted to see everybody. So it was hard to see everyone. And also like, you know how I feel about the whole intro- introvert extrovert conversation. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of hate those labels because <laughs> I just feel like they're limiting beliefs. They really are. At the end of the day, <laughs> they're limiting beliefs. Because yeah. if I'm like, oh, I'm an introvert, then I'm going to be like, I'm going to say, oh, I can't. I'm I'm not the type that gives speeches at events when like I actually like giving speeches. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm an ambivert or whatever. The, I'm nothing. Yeah, I'm nothing. <laughs> but anyway, I am the type that like when I'm with people for this long and I, we also like stayed with other people, you know, like when you stay in someone else's house, like I need at least a day and a half to like recharge. Yep. And that day looks like this for me. Let me just give Tell you a me. rundown. Tell me. It's ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> like it's like ug- the ugliest I could look. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. ugly. Like just it's like visually ugly. Visually ugly. Yeah. I mean, also like probably <laughs> behaviorally ugly, but like visually ugly, for sure. Mm-hmm. Zero effort. Mm-hmm. God bless mm-hmm. Dylan. Zero effort. <laughs> and then it's like weed. You know, early. Wake and bake or noon? No, like eleven noon. Okay, I, I I thrive in the morning, so like my shitty feelings don't really come on until noon. So I, I, I love wait that for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a total morning person, but lately, you know what my obsession is? What slime? <laughs> no, Catherine, it's a problem. Like I spent, you guys, I, I need to tell you a little secret. I hope no one in my family is listening. I spent four hundred and sixty-two dollars on slime in the past two months. Are you no starting bullshit. an Etsy shop to make your own or like no, 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 slime? no, no, <laughs> pure packaged fucking slime. <laughs> She's holding and them it, up. And it's, I know I have 27,000 containers of slime. Oh They're all God. over my house. Do you just poke them? No, I like pull them out. I play with them. I, I do that during interviews. Like I literally <laughs> tilt my screen up so no one can see my hands. They probably oh think God. I'm like jerking off. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like they probably think like, what is she doing? I'm fully wheezing. But I've been that way since I was a child. Like, since I was very little, I loved, I had to play yeah. with squishy toys and putty and things. You always have, like, a fidget whatever. Always. Even always. before it was cool. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, before it was cool, <laughs> I swear to God, I, like, could have made millions off of that nervous <laughs> habit. I mean, so anyway, spend, you'll just instead you'll just spend millions on. They're it. like fifteen dollars a pop for like Elmer's glue and borax. It's absolutely insane. But there's a whole world like you can buy clay mix-ins and like okay, it's so weird. But you put donuts that you can like make them into all kinds of shapes and then like you mix them in and like you ma- it's like so satisfying. Oh god. So anyway, I came home to like five packages of slime. Dylan was like, "You have problems." And so I'm, that's included in my, Amazing. I promised myself this Saturday is my veg day. So like oh, this is good. what is included. So hella slime. I'm so excited for you. So much slime. Real Housewives on yeah. repeat, like marathon, you know, or, good. but there's a lot of good TV out right now. There's a lot of good stuff. Yes, there is. Pam and Tommy. But sometimes you need to not have a narrative. Like no, at I, different exactly. times of day, different times of the week, I have different Things I can watch and can't watch. Totally. Like sometimes you need something you can watch while being on your phone. Or like I can't watch like two things in a row that need my full attention. That's really interesting. You know? Yeah. Uh I got to take a break and then come back. Yeah. Uh But I also also watch things twice in a row a lot. I have to really like it. Yeah. I don't catch everything the first time. Yeah. Especially if it's good. Yeah. But you brought up Pam and Tommy. That is rocking my entire world. It's, it's so, so good. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Did you watch the Bill Cosby 
documentary? No, I I just yet. started it. Supposedly, That's Wonderful. Uh-huh. Inventing Anna is wonderful. I loved it. Some people didn't. I absolutely loved it. I need to watch that. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming out right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Did you want, like, so we can get into a whole TV conversation, oh but my gosh, that's yeah. a story for another time. Yeah. So, yeah, I really need, like, when I'm with people, I need, like, for half an hour or for an hour, I need, like, two hours to recharge. Yep. You know, I, I just need that time. Are you that way? I am that way. I always thought that, you know, I know we're not saying introvert, extrovert, but I always thought that I was an extrovert because I'm not shy, mm. but I mm-hmm. actually Me do neither. Rechar- recharge uh, by myself with a book, whatever. But it's true. Like, uh, you know, Brad and I will go home for like a week or two. And we realize at the end of that, like, we haven't even seen each other. We haven't relaxed. We're exhausted. This last time we really made a point and COVID helped us make a point to like do less and like not be running around every single second and like take time to just like not have plans, which really, really helped. Yeah, you got to not have plans. Dylan and I made a point of that this trip. While we were running around like crazy, we did take a few hours to just like have no plans. Yeah. It was so fun. It was like so much fun. But we saw a lot of my friends and it kind of just reminded me and sent me into it was wonderful. It was amazing. I mean, other than side note, my friends took me to Acme. Okay, tell me about this. I don't know what this is. Okay, so there's a bar. There's a bar. It's not a bar. It's like a fucking club, right? Okay. That's that's called Acme. Like a like, club. Like a club. Like not a club. Not like I don't know. Like a posh, Honestly, clubby bar. No, no, An that's experience? where I wanted to go. It was like a <laughs> no, like it was like twenty three year olds. Like mm-hmm. there was a bar, but also tables. Not like an L A. Bootsy Bell. I don't even know if right. Bootsy Bell. I might be aging myself. I don't even know if it's fucking around anymore. But not like hide, you know, like right, a yeah. whatever. So we had plans to go somewhere. We're like, let's go to this hotel bar. Let's go to the, you know, all these different places in New York that uh-huh. like were normal. And I've been to Acme. I'm also I'm not like a dinosaur. I've been to Acme before and I had a <laughs> wonderful time. Like I was 23 yes. or 24 and I was like, I went with all my friends and I was in the mood and I was drunk enough and whatever. I thought I was going to like a hotel bar. And all of a sudden we pulled up to this insane godforsaken establishment where like there are 20,000 blonde women like little time like 19 to 20 years old Mm. 19 19 to 24 years old trying to push into the line like with all these guys like on the outer rim like not being the ones that want to talk to it was just a sea of people and in I haven't seen that many people since co I mean no I went to the Super Bowl I'm totally lying to you guys but I like oh my god I'm like squeezing up to people and like talking to the promote I just was like like, oh my god tells me your Super Bowl around people experience was not shoving and pushing through lines no I mean it was not as sardine this was like full sardines packed into a small place and Dylan and I looked at each other and we were like oh my god like we don't belong like because once you got in also it was like it was even worse Worse than when you were outside mm-hmm. we were like mm-hmm. this is horrible so like once i mean i'm confessing this i haven't even told my friends this so hi i love you guys sorry i did this but <laughs> we're all holding hands to like get to the back of this disc like i was like oh my god i don't want to go back that there. is a move you can you have to i know exactly what you're talking about now and i lost touch my we lost hands no and dylan and i ran out and left we accidentally ah! lost hands in our defense <laughs> 
But Dylan and I turned around and left. It was oh, when it was over. It was over. It was no, we just like, and they were like, "Where are you?" We're like, "We're in like we're like we're in the back." We got we separated. Just, like, yeah, no, we literally left. We literally left, and we went to go order food at this restaurant, and it was wonderful. It's actually like a fucking boss move. You know what? The Irish exit, the French goodbye. It's it's the fu- ghosting. Like it's it's the, the fucking best. best. It's the I could I no one wanted me in that club. No, my God, I was oh, my that goodness. was just. With co, I mean, it's a miracle I didn't get COVID, but I smoked too much weed to get COVID, and I'm too antisocial <laughs> normally to get COVID. But okay, so but it made me think while I was seeing my friends, my best friends, who you know, even though they took me to to Acme, they're still my best friends. Yes, but it's interesting because like I'm in this weird place where I have to pick bridesmaids, right? Yeah, and like not not to talk about my wedding again, but you know, yeah. Y- you're listening this to is what people this go is what, through. This, yeah, is, exactly. this is what this is what my life is consisting of. But I only am bringing it up, I swear, because yeah. I it brings up a larger issue about friendships. But choosing my bridesmaids, like I initially didn't want to have bridesmaids because not because of like the number, not because of aesthetics or logistics or anything like that. It was honestly because I feel like there are relationships I have in my life that could live and thrive beautifully without having to draw such lines in the sand. Yeah. You know those friends that aren't your best, best call them like on the bathroom floor when you're crying, best yeah. friends, but they're like your best friend. Maybe they make you laugh, like the, you love being around them, right. like you see them like every once in a while, you know, you keep in touch, you DM about like, you know, like you care about each other, but you have to make this like, Line, you have to draw this line in the sand. You have to do this divisive act of like yep. choosing bridesmaids and ranking your friends. And even like beyond bridesmaids, just who you invite to your wedding. Yeah. It's such a like, okay, you're in my life. I want you in my life. I don't mm-hmm. want, not I don't want you in my life. That's no, a little harsh, I but fully get what it is. It's that delineation. Like I went through a very lower stakes version of this recently. My, my birthday is coming up and I told Brad, I'm like, I just want, like, a couple people there, you know, the, like, close, 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 besties. And I was like, you know what? That's maybe not quite enough. I want to invite maybe one other person. But I was just like, if you invite someone who's, like, a little bit below that line and they see, okay, there's only, like, three other people here, then they think you don't have any friends. You know what I mean? Because they know what level they're at. But then it's, like, putting that line in the sand of, like, oh, wait, maybe she thinks we're best friends and we're just, like, fun, good friends. (laughs) No, I don't know. No, and then there – I mean, I won't even get into the whole world of, like, the second round invitations once some people say no. I'm like, well, that's a terrible situation to, like – invite someone that knows that they're a second round invite but anyway but i really think that most brides or even grooms get off on get off on it like more than others like for me i hate it like it really just gives me tremendous anxiety and like i i hate making people feel bad you know like other people get off on being like well she wasn't a very good friend to me in this (laughs) and like she didn't call me on x y and like that that, you know like or like even people that are like Oh, like I, you, you can't bring this person unless I've met them in person yeah. six times. Oh like, God, no! That that's bridezilla bullshit. But you know that what I mean? Like people bullshit. really get off on it, and it's like, God damn! So anyway, I have all these friends that I'm seeing, and then I, in my head, I'm thinking like, Oh my God, I'm about to like disappoint you, or even like sometimes yeah. some friends think they're closer with you than you think you are with them, and like yeah. that's perfectly okay. You know, we could go on for the rest of our lives thinking differently about our friendship and not have to have this 
clear demonstration yep. of like ranking and this is where how I feel about you. Exactly. Exactly. And and I do think some people get off on it in the way of like it's positive. Like I'm going to show my like best girlfriends that they are my best girlfriends. That's what I'm trying to but, do. Yeah. But there is that other side. There is that. You know, other, the, the people side. that you leave out, mm-hmm. you know, because for everyone that you make feel so good, there's another person that feels so bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, in some situations. I have a question for you. Yeah. So I got married when I was 23 and it was mm-hmm. a very like transitional time for me. I would probably, if I had gotten married even a few year- years later, I would have probably had like half of the people at my wedding that I had. Like I had 250 people at my wedding. It was right. pretty big. But it was That's transitional because like I was like coming out of college and I had transferred college mm-hmm. and I had like been a person who went to church prior to that. And so like mm-hmm. I had church people. I had both of my college people. I had all these other people that were sort of like not that aren't in my life anymore, totally. but like were sort of at the time. And even one friend who was like part of my core girlfriend group growing up who mm-hmm. was one of my bridesmaids, but she was in my bridal party more out of inertia than out of like we are still that close and I really want you to be here like are you dealing with any of that like inertia any of that like we have been friends for so long but we're maybe not close right now but yeah luckily I actually don't have like I I did that cleaning of house in my like in 24 25 and that was so brutal but I'm grateful now like even when I was writing my wedding list I was like I'm pretty proud of the amount i mean it's zero people that are on the that like iffy kind of list Mm -hmm. for me i mean that's not true at all it's not zero people i'm very let me rephrase i'm very proud of the amount of people that there are on the periphery yeah but at the same time like there are people as i'm saying it out loud what i think and what i know i'm gonna do is like Make the bridal party those people that I – because for me – and this is not the same for other people. Mm -hmm. My best friends are the people that, like, I can call crying or, like, with a problem and, like, they, you know, can be there for me. Like, those are, like, how I, like, would categorize my best friends. Yeah. And I think the other people, like, can be invited to – the bachelorette party or you know like invited up to the room when we're all getting ready or whatever. But it's just – I just hate, like, making – like, I just don't – I know who my best friends are, yep. you know, but I just hate having to disappoint a, yeah. a, other people in that way. You know, I just want like there's just no reason, you know, because it has nothing to do with them personally and everyone will take it personally. You know, it's just tough. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. That's the thorn in my side these days. Do you know how many you're going to have or is that still in flux? 15. Too? Wait, what? shut up. No, fucking Wait, 15. Wait, you and? Yes, because if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know that. <laughs> that you said everyone and their mother. You were no, not. No, because, seen. yes. No, it's literally the Macy's Day Parade. It is. We're all, we're one float short. Of I a, wish everyone could see my face right now. I my, No, it's insane. Jaw okay, dropped. Uh, let me tell you. So I'm not that girl. I'm, you know, I'm not that girl, obviously. <laughs> but what happened was Dylan was like, both of our families are huge, right? Yeah. I had six bridesmaids, just family. Dylan had six groomsmen, just family. It was perfect, right? Yeah. And then we had our engagement, and our friends Uh, were incredible. Our uh friends are incredible. You know, we've known that. And we were kind of like, fuck, we want a way to honor our friends, but, like, we have too many friends. Not like we have so many friends, but, like, 
you know, we have friends and family, whatever, to do this. But Dylan was very passionate about having groomsmen. And I was like, okay, you know, if that's the hill you want to die on, I'm game. But our (laughs) compromise was that we will have them sit in the audience and in the audience, whatever, and not and not otherwise it'd be like 27,000 people standing. I was going to say, because you may die on this hill because the whole like thing that you're standing on is going to collapse from the weight of so many people. Exactly. Like 60 people up there. Exactly. Holy shit, Jade. But then there's the funny part that's the huppa. I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is like this beautiful structure. I, I'm not I'm going to butcher what exactly it is. And it's like to represent like the home you're going to make together mm-hmm. in some capacity. And it's like, a you know, a structural thing you stand under. Right. Yes. And typically or traditionally, I guess, both parents, sets of parents stand under the huppa. Okay. And so Dylan's like, yeah, all of our parents will stand up there. And I'm like, Dylan, let me paint a picture for you. <laughs> It'll be my mom, my stepdad, uh-huh. my dad, my stepmom, the officiant, the rabbi, <laughs> the priest that we're planning on having read a thing, your mom, your dad. I was like, are you fucking Oh, and crazy? you too also. And Don't forget. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Of course. And, <laughs> right and, and then our 27,000 bridesmaids oh and groomsmen on the side. I was like. And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, that's insane. <laughs> First of all, I like attention too much to share my background with that many people. Oh Second of all, crowded. Fire hazard. <laughs> Fire hazard. <laughs> I hit my hand. That was so funny. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you okay? I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. I just like hit my head on the button on top of my oh, baseball good. cap. Oh, good. Protective. Protective. Okay. Oh, no. That was what hurt. It's hard. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Moving on. I'll survive. Concussed. No. It's it's truly like third, I don't want pictures of like my mom and dad standing next to each other. Like <laughs> my parents have been divorced for 10 years or like a ruse. You know what I mean? It's like I just like God bless like I don't know. It's oh, not something I need my in my life. God. So that's where we're at in wedding planning, you know? It's just, it's just <laughs> like I'm just trying to it's it's so crazy, like, when you don't come from, like, a traditional or, like, normal family, yeah. I guess, and try to make them do... But, no, we're excited. We're going to do normal things, and it'll be great. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Be- That's a fuck ton of people. Have you <laughs> asked everybody already? No, I haven't. Yeah. Because I want to think of, like, the least loser way of doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But also, like, the fun, a fun way. Yeah. You exactly. know? In other news, I had a pregnancy scare. Last well, week. What? Okay. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. I know. Just drop that bomb on you. Yeah. yeah. Had a pregnancy scare. Just changing subjects. That was nuts because I was like, okay, theoretically wouldn't be pregnant for my... Well, okay. What happened was we had sex. The condom broke. Okay. Well, it's a tale <laughs> as old as time. We know It's a tale as old as time. Yes, yeah. Yes, it's a yes. tale as old as time. Also, if you have like great condom recommendations, like please tell me. Like honestly, it's been the, it's the second time that it's like you know what I mean. Yeah, are I they think we're old? Like, expired? No, they're just like that, like ultra bare. Like I hope no one, like please God, my dad is not listening to this episode, but like the bare skin or whatever, yeah, you know, like yeah. And I think it's just like you know, yeah. it's a precarious situation. It's just too fragile, too fragile. Anyway. So I was like, I took Plan B, right? Mm-hmm. And I hate taking Plan B. Yeah, because it fucks up your whole all your shit. Yeah. So took plan B and then I went to the doctor because like or to my gyno because last time I took plan B, well, it was a whole mess. So I wanted to be preemptive about getting getting checked out after. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she literally stuck the wand up me and she was like, oh, my. I was like, what? Well, first of all, not the sound you should make when you're like giving sticking like a 
probe of someone, yeah. right, of someone's vagina. And I was like, what? And she was like, well, I'm going to have you take a, pre- like, have you take a blood test for, like, your HCG and your, like, to see if you're pregnant. Um, your lining is super, super thick, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, the plan B might not have worked. Like, you might have, because I can tell that you fully ovulate, blah, 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 whatever. So now I'm like, oh, my God, holy mother of God. Like, we, the, like how poetic. Like, the, right when I put out the abortion episode, I'm like, here we are again. Anyway, what I really just want to talk about is who invented the fact that I'm not pregnant, by the way. It was okay. a scare for a okay. reason. Yeah. I'm not pregnant. I got my period. Thank God. Thank God this time. But what I really want to talk about is who is the sick fuck upstairs in heaven <laughs> or whatever that made pregnancy symptoms and period symptoms the same like i was looking at every venn diagram online and basically the only difference is in pms there's like an immediate appetite increase Mm -hmm. but then other than that the only other symptom they wrote that was only pms was bleeding i was like okay but then they also said that you can do you can have like implantation bleeding right but it's just like all those other like sore boobs and tiredness Uh and it can be both irritability all that yeah so i took the test and she called me like 12 hours later and she was like the test was inconclusive because it's too early so you need to come back what after the weekend next week so thank god i got my period like five days later but five days too late i was like already having a heart attack yeah but it's crazy so i have a funny anecdote um tell me a funny thing that happened a few weeks ago so i won't out her i go to the same appointment let's say as Uh courtney love the icon (laughs) courtney love okay Okay. by the way courtney let me just preface the story by saying Mm -hmm. courtney love is someone that i've been trying to get on this show for so long like oh I love her, and I would just die to have her on. Please get her. Please use your just, magic would, wand. Oh, my God. I need to. So I was early to my appointment after hers, yeah. right? And I was sitting – like, the waiting room, like, I had no choice. I'm usually, like – I'm not one of those – I don't want to hear your business. Like, I'm usually <laughs> great about that, but I had no choice but to, like, sit in the chair that was, like – Right next Right to behind where she was getting her thing, you know, uh-huh. done. Yes. And so I'm, like, overhearing the, her conversation with, like, the assistant of mm-hmm. the person or, like, one of the women doing doing her. Uh-huh. And she was, like, so, like, they were in another conversation when I'd walked in. And I guess this was part of that conversation, I assume. She was, like, so if you could go back and redo something from your past or change something from your past, what would it be? Yeah. And so I'm sitting there being like, who is this moron that asked that question to Courtney Love? <laughs> like, I'm like, humiliated. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what oh, is she about to answer? I'm thinking God. of, like, all the things she's done. Like, I'm thinking about, Very like. Very publicly. Publicly, like, yeah. I'm thinking about, like. About- Right, I'm just like th- like she's an icon. I'm just right. thinking of just like all the things that she could possibly say, and I'm like, obviously my like ears perk up, and I'm like, what is she gonna say? And this is just so all she says is. <laughs> I would have taken better care of my teeth. You know what? I wish I had taken better care of my teeth. I, w- I if I could go back, I would tell incredible my- advice. Okay, so I made an appointment <laughs> with the dentist immediately. I was like, if fucking Courtney Love, if all she, can- if what she says out of everything is that she wished she'd seen the dentist a few more times. Oh my goodness! She was like, because that's one thing you like can't fix. You can't. I was like, God damn. So if you haven't oh. seen your dentist in a while, that's just like the, the I just cue. was so blown away when she said that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is, <laughs> first of all, a very L.A. story, but yes. this is our own personal overheard in L.A. It, it, yeah. 
It was just amazing. That's incredible. You heard it here. Courtney Love says, take care of your teeth, Courtney Love says. Courtney Love says. Can that just be your new segment? Courtney Love yeah, says. seriously. I mean, hopefully she'll <laughs> fucking come on the show. Please, God. I love oh, her so much. Oh, my God. So I think I've said it before on this show. I'm in an earlier episode, but I've been logging some impressive numbers for my screen time lately. Like impressively high? Oh, my God. Like impressively in the worst way. Just like on my fucking phone. But I was thinking the other day, and like it doesn't get enough credit how incredible it is that we can hide likes now. Mm-hmm. Do you do that on your posts? No, but I should. It's incredible. It just like added a freedom and levity back to Instagram. I mean, like, it's yeah. still like a it's still a hellhole. But yeah, I've seen people who have done that, but I didn't know it was like an option. I thought it was just like, oh, they're rolling it out for some people. I think or... it was a gift to the mental health community. Yeah. I mean, it's a very small, small token. It's, a, <laughs> you know, it's a very small gift. But I do feel like it is people can size you up a little less easily. Yeah. And that obsession with the likes and like feeling like you get caught with your pants down if you have a few likes on your yeah. posts, you know, uh-huh. it's just but... Yeah, it's. But don't you also notice that like no one's on Instagram these days? Yeah, it's a ghost town. I yeah, think. it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Everyone's on the TikTok. Yep, everyone's on the TikTok. I guess we gotta not. We be gotta old. bounce on over to the TikTok. <laughs> Go hang with the cool kids for real. So that's my little thought on social media these days. So I'm thinking about this because I'm sitting in the same spot that I do my therapy in every week. And so... Me too. I mean, same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in bed with my yes, background. It's on like the same Like literally the only... I mean, not the only, but probably the highest perk of COVID is yes. my new therapy situation. Yes. And, you know, I was talking to my therapist yesterday and... Last week, I had been stressed about, like, a life-slash-work situation, and then this week, I was stressed about, like, a totally different life-slash-work situation, and my therapist said to me, she was like, do you realize that you are, like, not stressed about the thing from last week at all, and you've just replaced it with this new thing that's, like, Mm. bothering you? Mm. And I was like, holy shit. I fully did that, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even notice that – because – when, when you're stressed about something that is circumstantial, it feels like that's the only thing. I do think it's period related, too, because last week I was like pre-menopausal and now I'm <laughs> ding, 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 pre-menstrual and now pre-menopausal, I'm right. menstrual. No, for real, though. I know I hate like you guys are gonna be like, Chill, this bitch only talks about like our reproductive system. But <laughs> I really feel like like when right before my period, when your estrogen spikes, like yes. my anxiety is whoo, like Jesus yes. take the wheel. It's <laughs> so insane. Yeah. Like and I see the whole world like I see all of my interactions and others comments in a negative light lens. Yes. Through a negative lens, exactly. Whereas, like, in the weeks prior or even after, someone could say the same thing to me and it means a totally different yes, thing. Exactly. I'm just so much more sensitive. Like, before my period this time, like, someone would email me and be like, hey, sending along this invoice and I'd have my credit card right there yeah, and I can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But just the, like, thought of someone needing something from me is uh-huh. became crippling. And I was like, who the – like, you look at yourself and you're like, who the hell are you? Like, what's going on? Like, who yes. is this person that has replaced – 
the boss bitch that we yes. try to be every day, you know? And it's but, like hard to maintain your stamina. It's hard to like totally be positive and it's hard to feel like you're crushing it because you're just feel like you're in a desert like crawling through to yeah. you get. Yeah. And you like hate yourself and hate your life for like mm-hmm. two days and then ev- and you fight yeah. with people and you know what I mean? It's but it's hard because it feels real. You don't really know. Like, you might even yeah. know for sure it's happening. But the voice in your head is so convincing yes. that, like, you're failing or that, you know, someone's mad at you or that you're doing something wrong. Or, or that, that it's about what's happening right now th- right, and not th- exactly. about how you're reacting to it exactly. or how your brain is Or not is about your hormone. It. Yeah. Like, yes. the hormonal thing that you go through every month. You know, that there's a pattern of every month. You'd think we just know to expect it. Totally. Like, I have apologized one too many times the morning after a fight where I've literally gotten my period that morning because I started a fight the night before. And I have Mm -hmm. to, like, crawl into bed and be like, I'm so sorry because I just – I mean, I might the night before, I am, like, convinced. It's almost like a drunk rage. You know what I mean? It's like It's like a blind – like, you're just, like, convinced that – everything like the the way he chews i'm like ah you know like uh-huh. you just you're just on fire but it's mostly there are those days where it's like about yourself and where you're just like beating yourself up so much but i was thinking when you said that i was thinking about this quote that i remind myself of a lot when i'm like in a really stressed work situation or like when it's something that's circumstantial not mm-hmm. like when i'm catastrophizing like a death or something yeah i always say if if it won't matter in five years don't spend Mm. longer than five minutes thinking about it you know so i just try to be like okay like i can let this bother me for like five minutes and then i have to like turn off the switch because in five years the situation will have resolved itself and even like the worst case scenario won't touch me in five years yeah so like i try i mean i have tremendous ferocious anxiety so like Mm -hmm. you know we have to play those games though I have to have those tropes in my head to, like, remind myself. I, so this, and by the way, none of this work stuff had to do with you, just so you know. Thank you. uh, (laughs) God bless. Don't be anxious. No, uh, but so I, I did this. I've heard about people doing this before, and I don't know why it popped into my brain, but it was the most helpful thing. I was like, I woke up at two in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was doing, 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 blah, blah, blah. And yes, classic. And I like was having these like cyclical thoughts about one of these like work issues. And I was like, mm-hmm. so annoying, blah, blah, blah. I have to talk to this person, blah, blah, blah. And I could not like, get back to sleep like for yeah. two hours. And I just kept thinking the same thing, thinking the same thing. And I just somewhere in the back of my brain, it was like, do a thing where you clench all your muscles and then relax them all. That's a classic anxiety tool. Yes. And girl, it was miraculously it instant. Works. I did it like for three to five seconds. I like clenched everything in my body to the point where I felt like I was going to blow a gasket and released yeah. it for a few seconds. I did it three times and it was like my brain was clear. No, it really worked. I had to practice all that shit because I, when I was on the flight home uh-huh. from New York, which, by the way, is much longer than the flight to New York. Yeah, that's annoying. It's like two hours longer. Anyway, I, so it was like six and a half hours or something. Uh-huh. And they announced right before the, pl- the flight took off or the plane took off that there was the Wi-Fi was broken. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, my God. 
we're gonna be alone with our thoughts and our like. Do you ever do you just go through like your photo stream? Like I just like cleaned house of my yeah. photo stream for like yeah. my photo stream, like my photo whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's called. and your, the, and your pictures phone. on my phone. Yeah, but I was like, uh oh, like I gotta be alone with my thoughts, and I've had a lot of work shit going on oh, too, and I've yeah. been like just ruminating about it. But I my therapist told me actually I can't remember if it was a TED talk or my therapist, but whatever. I'll give my therapist credit. She deserves all credit. I love her so much. <laughs> she said like a traumatized brain interprets any stress as like a drama capital a giant t. yeah so yeah. like and that's a really interesting thing like some people big t little t trauma who's to say but like sometimes i feel like i treat minor stressors like my brain does yes. and i have to like talk myself down from it yeah you know i have to be like we're safe i really okay this is embarrassing not embarrassing at all actually but it's something that it's really effective for me. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been talking out loud to myself, like when mm-hmm. I'm by myself, mm-hmm. really like maternal, like nurturing things. I love like that. I'll be like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, really coddling, like, Aww. like, don't. And it's nice. Like, sometimes when I'm really anxious and I talk to myself, like I would talk to like my best friend, even talk yeah. yourself like down a cl- uh, off a cliff, you know, uh, down, down a cliff, oh, whatever. <laughs> You know what the fuck I mean? Coffee. Just so, walk to the edge so, and take a flying leap. Just and just jump off. Um, no, but yeah. So I I just have been like doing that. Yeah, and it's nice. You feel really stupid, but it's nice at the same time. That's incredible, man. This shit works. You know, but whatever you got to do to get by. Yeah, reset whatever that gets nervous you through system. The night, it's all right. <laughs> you know. Okay, so I guess that's that's my stream of consciousness for the Amazing. week. I'm going to miss you. I, I mean, I'll talk to you a lot, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, but I will miss all lot. of you guys listening. But let's talk in this two-week break. Tell me, like, who you want to see on the show or hear on the show, what you're liking from old episodes. You know, if you have any ideas, feedback, just want to say hi and shoot the shit. I'm yeah. always around. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be back in two quick, quick weeks. We'll have some amazing new episodes for you. Yes. And if you, I don't know if you have incredible listening skills and heard the new music at the beginning Woo-hoo! of the episode, we have brand new music. I actually, there was a troll that t- said that they couldn't listen to the podcast past the music <laughs> because it was so annoying. And of course, I let all criticism get to my head. So right. I was like, oh, got to change my behavior immediately. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Acclimate to the people, you know, of course, at all costs. <laughs> Abandon thyself. So we changed the music. That troll, <laughs> you won, troll. It was getting old. The, the music was stale. Listen. It was a little bouncy. Keep like, I really fresh. noticed it in the Amanda Knox episode. Mm. I was like, mm, that sounds a little bouncy for, We're all excited. The, for the tone. Yeah. But yeah, we have a new, more mature sound yes. at the beginning. So yes. tell me what you guys think. If you guys like it, we picked it out special just for you. And if you can't stand and it, we'll change it immediately. Exactly. <laughs> if you can't stand it, we'll fucking change it immediately. Do not worry. Uh, okay. Oh, God, you caught me in a really great mood. (laughs) So I'll see you guys back here. Same time, same place, two weeks from now. Please, in this two-week break, take the time if you're just browsing through the episodes and leave a review. If you're liking what you're hearing, I would just be so grateful. It's really how you help us grow podcasts like Tell Me About It. It's how we really get our numbers up. So please do so. And if you do, DM me so I can thank you. And... That's it. See ya. Bye.